The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, Andrew, um, last half hour, the information, things are changing. Uh, Information is coming in quite quickly right now regarding the trucking company. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll keep you updated on that. You had mentioned last half hour as well about the uh, the trainer who was on the bus, Mm -hmm. Dana Bowles. Uh, bronze, Dana yeah. Bronze, who was on, on the bus. And uh, just a reminder, because we've oftentimes been saying the boys on the bus, the boys on the bus. But, you know, uh, there was a, a woman on the bus and uh, an important part of that team. And if you've been on a team, you know how important uh, your strength and conditioning coach is or your trainer is. Well, Kim Layton is a strength and conditioning coach and owner of Spark Sport Conditioning in Edmonton. He has seen many young athletes go through his facility. Um, he has been been a trainer in the HL with the Edmonton Roadrunners, with the Edmonton Eskimos, as well as the Edmonton Oilers back in 2006. Kim joins us now. Hey, Kim. How you doing? Yeah, thanks. Well, good. Thanks for joining us. Now, I know that uh, you you know some, you had some direct involvement with some of the, um, the some of the athletes that uh, were injured and, um, and killed uh, in this accident on Friday night. Yep, that's correct. What can you tell us? I mean, you've been training athletes for quite some time, so you've had a number of young hockey players come through your facility. Yeah, I mean, we've, I mean, oh, over the last 15 years, uh, I mean, I'm sure well over 100 guys who are trying to, you know, further their athletic career, whether it be hockey or whatever else. You know, in this case, it's that, uh, it's that hockey community. And, you know, one of those boys on the bus has trained with us for the last four years. Um, several of the guys that we train have been on on teams with uh, both you know kids that survived that and kids that did pass away unfortunately so we've got a lot of really at home connection um, to those people on the bus so tell us about your Friday Saturday night as you learn the news of this accident I'm sure there was the shock and then there's the wait a second who exactly was in the I, I, I'm, I'm sure you just started to make the connections to your own life well i mean the connections were made for me Uh, it's i mean in this day and age it's news travels very quickly and so for me i was during the end of my day i had actually gone down to my truck i was sitting in my truck and one of the one of the kids that i train and have trained for quite some time just sent me a quick text and said hey so and so still on this team and i said yeah why and for a kid who probably never picked up the phone in his life (laughs) Um, called me so I knew right away I'm like oh my gosh what happened and he just said hey listen through uh, through snaps and through texts and everything uh, the Humboldt Broncos bus was just struck and it's a mess and is so and so okay you know can you reach him and so right away I was like oh my gosh yeah he's still on that team let's see and I just started you know texting calling and couldn't get anyone and probably for about that gosh probably 20 minutes yeah i basically just sat in my truck and like had a good cry i mean it's scary right these are kids that you deal with for years you watch them grow you watch them um progress you watch them become men 
and get into their junior careers, get into their college career, get in their pro careers, and now you may have just lost one. So um, I got just updates all night long from from parents, from kids of um, you know who are friends of people on the team who are there in the local towns, whatever. And as you're watching it unfold, thank goodness for for our one boy that that we've trained for ages. You know, we were able to get told from his dad that um, he'd been loaded into stars and was off to that hospital. So. And and um, we're and we're not discussing and, and you're not comfortable discussing who which which athlete that is which player that is because it's um, it's not as you said it's it's not your story to share right now right okay yeah. about his condition and, and that sort of thing I, I I mean I feel comfortable to tell you that he he is doing much better um, he is expected to make you know a obviously life recovery like he'll be he'll be a <laughs> a normal person nothing long lasting. You know, you know, as far as what his athletic career comes, I mean, that will be remain to be seen, um, and how he'll be mentally. Well, you know, you still got to get on that bus every day, and and you never know what kind of lingering PTSD or whatever effects are going to be there, right? Kim, you know, I, I have to ask. Uh, a lot of us, we talked about this at length yesterday. A lot of us feeling um, helpless, wanting to do something beyond just passing on the information wanting to help and those are individuals who don't have a direct connection to any of the players um you have a direct connection is there a do you have a feeling of frustration that you can't do more um yes and no yes in the fact that you know to be honest i'd love to be in that hospital right now and just give him a big hug and let him know that we love him um i have expressed that on the phone and and through text and whatnot but at the end of the day I will never understand what they went through ever in a million years. I'll, I'll never know what the people on scene physically saw and can't erase from their memory. But, you know, as someone who's had some pretty significant things happen in their life, I mean, I've had a child pass away that, that I've buried. Um, and it's not about the magic thing that anybody can ever say to you. It, there is nothing comforting that is going to come out of anybody's mouth. And at the end of the day, you just want to know that somebody's there. You, you need a shoulder, you need an ear, you need, you know, someone to bring you dinner. But you, you don't need that magic phrase to come out of anybody's mouth because that's not going to fix it. it. It's just not. And, and time is the only thing that's going to heal it. But you need to know that you have people there. So, I mean, what people are doing, right? It's simple. They're putting their sticks out. They're they have compassion they're they're helping out with the fundraising efforts and at the end of the day when those boys come home whether it's the boys directly the parents um whatever you just have to be there you can't you can't come up with this magic phrase you can't come up with this you know special basket you just have to be there and at the end of the day these are you know strong-willed people these are strong-minded people but they're they're going to need to know that people love them. And that's, that's what's important, I think, in this case. Kim Layton joining us on the phone this afternoon. Uh, Kim has been, is an athletic therapist, an athletic trainer. He's a strength and conditioning coach, the owner of Spark Sport Conditioning as well. Again, you worked with um, the Edmonton uh, Roadrunners in the AHL, the Edmonton Eskimos, the Oilers back during the, I think the 2006, that, uh, that amazing year that was, that run. When you talk <laughs> yep. about... Um, 
uh, trainers and we've wanted to once again bring Dana Bronze back into the into the mm-hmm. conversation, the team's trainer and um, you know give us an idea of how important that position is to uh, to a hockey team. Well, to any team, you know what the the trainers are there before everyone else. They're the last ones to go. We sit on the bus right behind those coaches, you know. And quite often, it's we're the we're the team confidants. We're we're the ones that the players don't want to um, when they don't want to complain to the coaches. <laughs> they want to complain to somebody, you know. There's that little bit of confidence. Where as long as it's not something that we need to share with the coaches, if it's something that it's like they just need to get something off your chest. That's the trainers. It's not necessarily the captain. It's 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 probably not the coach. And what they want is again is they want that ear to listen. They want to vent those frustrations. Quite often, when people are and I mean I won't again say the the year, or the team, or the <laughs> level, but you know there was there was a time I remember one of the players coming into the room, and it was just pre-season medical. Everything was great. Everybody was happy. Hey, how you doing? And he looked up and just started bawling. And he'd had a really rough off season, had some things happen, and he was not ready to go by any stretch. <laughs> you know, and at that point, it's, you know, you listen as much as you can. Clearly, this guy needed a little bit of professional intervention. And so we referred him on. And, you know, about midway through the year, we got the biggest hug and the biggest thank you, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for listening. You know, it's professionals in place for a reason. And, mm-hmm. and those trainers quite often are that front line. Um, we're seeing them at their best, at their highs. We're seeing them at their worst when they're injured. And it, they're invaluable. So the fact that, you know, it was frustrating for me. I remember saying to my wife, um, I wonder if there was a trainer on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like, why is anyone talking about them? Now, I don't know what kind of shape she was in. I don't know what kind of shape she is in now. Um, but she would have been the first line of defense. Yeah. I mean, as as far as an athletic therapist goes, as we know, at the very least, we have EMR training, so we can do a lot of things. We're trained to deal with a lot of traumas. That's going to be your first line as long as that person remains of sound mind and uninjured, right? I don't, I don't know what the case was for them, but being that, you know, she's in the hospital now, I mm-hmm. doubt that she mm-hmm. would have been much, much help at that mm-hmm. point. But, man, you can't ignore that. That's an integral part of that team. You know, there's a story, uh, one of the many storylines coming out of this uh, horrific event is Ryan Strachinitsky. Hope I came close to getting that. I, right. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, an 18 year old who uh, paralyzed from the waist down, uh, who had said to his dad he's going to switch sports to Olympic sledge hockey. <laughs> Uh, and, and I just want to ask you, because you deal with athletes, you deal with professional athletes, and, and uh, the first time I went to interview a professional athlete, my co-host at the time, not Jay Lynn Nye, said, be careful, these are like thoroughbreds. <laughs> 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 is, there, is there just something uh, beyond the athletic ability that's just different about a professional athlete? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say yes and no. I'm going to say yes in the sense that their efforts and their focus and their dreams and everything hinges on their ability to perform physically. I don't think that's any different from someone who, say, uh, is an investment guy and understands the market. I won't say that's any different from somebody who's artistic and wants to write that next best song. I think inherently in some people, there is just something external that drives them so hard to be the best that they can be that it's not even, well, I can't do this anymore. Well, guess what? 
there's going to be something else. Mm-hmm. And so I think, uh, you know, with those intrinsic properties, that's what they're driven to. With athletes, it's simple because it's always physical. There's always going to be that heavier barbell. There's always going to be, <laughs> I want more points than last year. There's always going to be, I got to learn this new dangle so I can add it to my shootout. Whatever it is, there's something in them that nothing will let them quit. Nothing. And they just they strive for perfection and everything that they're doing in terms of their training, in terms of their ability to do their sport. But I don't think that makes them any different than any other thing. Theirs is just openly and outwardly physical. Hmm. Kim, before we let you go, um, you know, as these as these young men, these athletes, young male, female athletes coming through your facility and as they uh, as they chase this dream for professional sport, whatever it is, you know, I know that you're there. Man, I've trained with you. I know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you made me throw up a couple of times. Um, but um, I know that you're there and, and have the great idea about the body and how the body works and how to push an athlete physically as these kids come through the door now in the next you know few days and the next few weeks how do you deal with the the heart and the mind and what's going through uh that with that that's going through their heart and mind honestly with us we're able to deal with it head on um you know what we've got a really special community as, as i'm sure every facility does but these guys know that they can come in and, and, and pour their hearts out. They know that it's a safe place to talk. And that's something that I demand of, of everyone here. You know, no one is made to feel left out. No one is made to feel like they don't belong. And no one is made to feel like they need to hold back any of their feelings. And, you know, as I've chatted with a few of the boys, some of them has, have been quite emotional. Some of them are having a really hard time. As I mentioned, you know, a fair number of those kids that did pass away a lot of my boys have played on teams with them, hoisted trophies with them, um, cried with them, ridden buses with them, and now they're gone. And, I mean, these are people they've grown up with for years. And this is a safe place. And I've had those conversations. And, and as much as I know in terms of, to, you know, to be a listening ear, to be there for them, uh, you know, my coping mechanisms might be limited. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not beyond... Um, someone in my position to say, hey, listen, maybe you do need to talk to someone, right? right? And that's that's our job to recognize that and to recognize our own shortcomings. Well, and what about what day, about you, Kim? Because as you take weight off another's shoulders, it often <laughs> lands on your own. What, what about you? I mean, what support are you getting? You know what? I have an amazing wife that listens to every every bit of griping and happiness that you can think of. Um, and, and for me, my solace, you know, many would think, well, it's under a barbell, it's under this. And yeah, that's part of it. I love to be outside. You know, I'm a big hunter. I like to just sit in the bush and do nothing, turn my brain <laughs> off. And that's, that's what brings peace to me. And everyone has their thing. And until you find that, it, it's going to be a struggle. Some kids like to play video games. Hey, yeah. if that's your outlet, let that be your outlet. You'd be surprised how many professional athletes I've come across who you say, like, how much do you love this sport? Uh, you know, I like it, but I'll be honest, like, this sport's my favorite, so any chance I get a chance to play that, I do. And I'm like, I'm blown away sometimes, is what they say. But everyone has to find their something. Kim Layton, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate the insight and... um yeah, it was just really great to catch up with you again. Unfortunately, you bet, yeah. under these circumstances, but thank mm-hmm. you so much. You bet. Okay, take care. You too.
All right, as we take it down to the 3.30 News, Eileen Bell will have the very latest news headlines. Uh, Quinn Oler from Global Edmonton in Humboldt today with the very latest. The magnitude of this tragedy is just starting to sink in in the community of Humboldt. What we saw over the last couple of days has been a lot of shock, a lot of people coming out and gathering together and grieving. And now we'll the magnitude of this tragedy is just starting to sink in in the community of Humboldt. What we saw over the last couple of days has been a lot of shock, a lot of people coming out and gathering together and grieving. And now what we're starting to see is people retreating more and uh, taking those individual moments to mourn. The city saying that it's still important for people to talk to each other because the only people who know what they're going through is each other. This community has seen so much support from around the world in many different forms. We spoke to one mother yesterday who said that the thoughts and prayers, although she hasn't seen much of it on social media, that moving forward as her heart starts to heal, she's really going to be leaning on that. The community has also seen calls from around the world coming into their city hall. The city administration so overwhelmed by those calls and offers of support that they're actually talking about either hiring a third party to deal with that or actually looking to Regina or Saskatoon who've both offered up help when it comes to administration. Today is the first day that students are back in school since the crash yesterday schools were closed. There are no classes scheduled for today for any of the schools in this area but crisis support workers and counselors are now in place for those who need it. Our students will require a great deal of support and love to cope with this loss. As trusted adults and educators in these children's lives, our school division has a responsibility, a great responsibility, to ensure that we provide the support that our students, our staff and our families need, even when we're hurting ourselves. One of the other supports that is coming in, the SJHL League President spoke yesterday and he said they're going to be offering an SJHL assistance program. They're going to be fundraising for this. None of the money from the GoFundMe page will go to this, but they're going to fundraise to ensure that the players, not just from Humboldt or from Nipawin, where the Hawks were playing, the two teams were playing in the playoffs when this happened, but all 11 teams in the league will have access to this assistance program that is scheduled not just to last for right now, but for years to come. In Humboldt, Quinn Oler, Global News. All right, coming up after uh, 3.35. Your mic's not on. Oh, sorry about that. I guess it might have been there on the go. whole time and I just turned it <laughs> off. Uh, coming up after 3.35, we'll be joined by Todd Hirsch, Chief Economist, ATB Financial. Um, there's a lot to talk about. Of course, we normally have Todd on Mondays. We pushed him out of uh, yesterday's show and into today's and he made himself available. That's coming up after news headlines. And Dave just texted in Highway 16A westbound just past Beach Corner. There's a major collision. We'll keep you updated. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekday at 2 on 630 Chad.